right, everybody. Oh. We're rolling. Welcome to Yeah, But Still. Um, very excited this week. Uh, we have joining us an Olympian, a, a medal winner of this year's oh, Winter shit. Olympics. He's pulling out, he's pulling out Boy the, clothes. the medal right now. Welcome. Goddamn. Oh, Lord. Oh. Oh, my God. Look, Look at, at it. Look at it. Is it? Is that what? what Ooh, what, that's beautiful. Is that a, uh, Beijing gold or bronze. Let me. It's a bronze. Nice. You think you think the bronze looks gold until you see the gold. <laughs> I mean, that's damn. Uh, and uh, you know, I really appreciate your outfit right now. I just want to get that out of the way. People aren't seeing this, but you did turn on your Zoom and you're wearing a, a yeah. skiing onesie right now. Whoa. You're you're in Slovenia, right? Not an Olympic dorm. It's just an apartment, but it's uh, I'm sharing it with the um, American ski jumpers. Oh yeah, I should mention that you compete in the ski jumping, um, and which is pretty crazy, honestly. Like I'm I'm gonna have a lot of questions. Um, to me, that's like one of the wildest of all Olympic sports. Um, in terms of, would you say it's probably the most dangerous? Like I feel like it's probably the most dangerous. I think it used to be when it started, like when. It became an Olympic yeah. sport in like 1924, and back then it was really dangerous. But now it's like pretty safe. The equipment's pretty high tech, like safety wise. So, I mean, I think it's one of those where it's like a sport that's the furthest stretch of imagination to being able to do that as an av- amateur person. Like even me, I, I ski, and I still like when I watch you guys do the jumps. I'm like, I don't know, like when they start learning to do that. It's such a huge gap between doing a, a tiny little jump on skis and you where you're like flying for like over 10 seconds. I don't know the normal, <laughs> how, how long do you, uh, like, are you in the air? I forget the term, but I heard somebody at the Olympics mention a term about like uh, starting age. Yeah. How like, oh, your sport has like a very early starting age. Like you have to be young to start doing it. Whoa. When did I you start? I started when I was like seven years old. Oh shit. I think in like, from what I've gathered, like if you start after twelve, it's like pretty difficult to do it. So if you start after twelve, you're 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 washed. Yeah, basically. I don't know. Well, wait, you, this wasn't your first Olympics either, was it? This is number four for me. Oh wow! How old were you on your first one? I was eighteen. Wow. Oh shit! Bare, Young, barely spry, legal. Nubile. It was just a theme park for me at that point. I didn't know what was going on. So you've, yeah, I mean, you've been on the road for this, like, your entire life. Like, when did it start for you? What was, who got you into it in the first place? Well, I, like, when I started, I was seven. It was just, like, a summer camp that my mom just saw, like, an ad in the paper that was, like, they were trying to recruit kids. And, like, I didn't know this at the time, but now, now knowing, like, the sport is, like, basically dead in Canada. And that's been, like, the sole... Uh, way that they got athletes was just through like advertising and recruitment programs because they didn't have they had almost no facilities and like no real program so it was like an ad like come jump with us and i was like okay i guess i'll do you were were just like leafing leafing through the 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 paper yeah i was fingering the dailies (laughs) wow i mean that's actually pretty insane to like send your kid off to do ski jumps with like a from a mystery classified ad. Yeah, I mean, they're in the city where I grew up in Calgary. They're they're like kind of a, a like a you know a landmark, I guess, of the city. So everybody knows where the ski jumps are. But 
when you're that young, you start on like the smallest one and it's pretty harmless at the start. And then slowly that your coach is like, I think you're ready for the next one. And you're like, okay, cool. And then next thing you know, you've been doing it for your whole life and you're on a podcast, like talking about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you're talking about it pretty casually after like literally just getting back from winning an Olympic medal. Yeah. You're very chill about this. Well, it's like his fourth, it's, it's his fourth Olympics. I was saying to my friend just today that like, I think I'm just like edging out of the mm. like post Olympics depression, like, the slump that comes after it's like a it's a, a overstimulation right. for sure. Oh, I mean, I can't wait to hear all about it. Well, the Beijing one, I assume it was really weird compared to the other Olympics for you with COVID and all. Or are they all just weird? They're all kind of weird in their own way, but like this was this one was different because it was the first like right. COVID Olympics for me, but I have been competing like on the World Cup for the last 2 years. So that was all like every event we went to, there were pretty strict like restrictions in different countries, different restrictions. So because uh, pre pre COVID, it was you know there was a lot of talk of uh, you know um, it, it being a real petri dish in there, you know, folks uh, mingling a lot of a lot of uh, oh lot of, you know it's it's a bunch of Olympians, you know, a bunch of young young folks in the. And the the physical peak of their lives, and they're all, uh, you know, they're in these situations where they're in close quarters, and you know, is it a horny place? In the uh, in the athlete, there's like a little. Uh, we're all in separate buildings, so in the Canada building, there's like a little athlete lounge room where they have like snacks and stuff for us, and like TVs to watch other sports, and kind of like chill out room. And they had like a gigantic bowl of condoms. And I made a joke. Yeah. Like I made a joke when I walked in. I just oh my like, god! Uh, there was like a big bowl of condoms, then like fucking peaches, oatmeal, and like <laughs> just like snacks and shit. And I was like, oh, I just pointed to the condoms, and I turned to this person. I was like, oh, I'm not gonna need these. <laughs> yes, real athletes. Real <laughs> athletes don't use condoms. Yes, sir. <laughs> real athletes don't have sex. <laughs> Dude, that's yeah. Wasn't there like re refresh I, my memory, Brandon? Was there like STDs going around like, or something at previous Olympics or I, something? Is some that kind of a Tinder situation where all the athletes were were in the in the mix? And uh, yeah, I mean, as the, the you know, there's the aforementioned oh, yeah. big big bowl of condoms. Uh, I think there was. A, I had a friend who was on yes. Tinder at the last Olympics. And there was like a free thing for athletes. They they upgraded their Tinder membership or whatever. Oh wow! Specifically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put your medals on there, like a little badge on your profile. Oh, that's game <laughs> over. Yeah. So is that? That's well. I mean, Mackenzie Damn. can tell us. That's Mackenzie knows way more. But you know, I I mean. Uh, yes. You, you know, this is maybe you don't even have to talk about your own personal experience i mean it sounds like you were you were kind of implying that you were you were volcel at the olympics but other folks were were kind of you know popping off you got to go celibate if you want to jump high they say that in ski jumping brendan you know you got to preserve you have to you have to preserve your seed and make you jump farther so i understand but yeah i mean what is it i mean is it really that horny I don't know. I, th I think maybe this one was l slightly less horny because they're yeah. I'd imagine like 
getting into another nation's building maybe might have been more difficult. Oh, yeah. I remember seeing something a while back where it was like, they had like cardboard beds for the Olympians. Oh, right. Maybe that was like the Summer Olympics or something, but people thought it was so that they couldn't fuck on them. They had cardboard beds in Tokyo, that? but I don't Is know if true? the reason was for was sexual. Interesting. Um, Damn. So, I mean, you were firing off some weird tweets about the Chinese, or like just being in Beijing. Like, what was the experience like this year? I don't even remember what I tweeted, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, it was... Uh, yeah, like getting there was the biggest issue, really. Like there were a lot of, I mean, we had to be, we had to like fill out daily health checks like for 20 days or so before. Ugh. There were like, yeah, multiple stuff, like multiple COVID tests that we had to do at specific times before our departure. So basically like the, the basically the month before I left, I was, we were, myself and all my teammates were kind of panicking about COVID again after so did you have to like quarantine for 20 days before even flying there? No, I was like competing all the way up until the very last, like the very last minute, like the day before. I- yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh, like different competitions. So I had to go like at the last event. I, I actually had to drive to the hill where they had this little, like a bus set up. That was like the, the COVID testing facility specifically for entering Beijing. Oh, that's crazy. It was at the bottom of this ski jump in Germany in a bus. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there were just like a lineup of athletes and oh my God, coaches so and stuff like that who got onto a bus and you had to get like a special certificate to enter Beijing that said like, this is a, like a, I don't know, Chinese, like confirmed, uh, okay testing facility. And then... And then how long was the flight process getting there? The whole process was absolutely fucked, but actually getting there, it wasn't that bad because a bunch of other athletes had already gone. So I had heard all of the stories of like how long the waiting was after getting to China, like the, the airport there was the most bizarre thing because it was completely closed off to everybody else, except for people for the Olympic games. So there's like two sections of the airport. One was like a ghost town that was like boarded up. And the other was just like Chinese civilians walking around like normal. Oh, wow. Yeah. What were you, what were you saying about um, like Canada barely has a program for you guys, right? I mean, I, you mentioned it and I saw it online somewhere. Like what happened with that? Why is that kind of surprises me, honestly? You would think that Canada would have like a, a powerful ski program. Yeah, it's like one of the... Up until now, there were there used to be two sports that Canada had never won a Winter Olympic medal in, and now there's only one after we won this one. Because of you? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but they they ski jumps are really big, and they're like they don't have any facilities. It's a big country, also. So like, if you have a ski jump that's you know a twelve hour drive from you, chances are you're not going to be a ski jumper. So. For us, we were lucky, like me and my teammates were lucky that we grew up in Calgary where there was the only kind of entry-level facility. And we all kind of got into it by accident that way. But uh, yeah. Just through the paper. <laughs> kind of, yeah. I mean, my teammates are young, like significantly younger than me. So they, uh, I don't know exactly how they got into it. But do countries normally provide like the training facilities for their athletes? Well, Calgary had the Olympics in 1988. So their, their facilities were like, it was like part of a legacy 
where they had to keep them open for whatever. I think it was 30 years after the Olympics. So we had 30 years of functional facilities. And then like the day that like in 2018, that it was 30 years later, the organization that owns like the, you know, the corporation that owns the land was just like, nope, you're done and kicked us out. Damn. Dude, I mean, that kind of sounds like an 80s movie where you could have competed <laughs> in sort of like a contest against the son of that company to keep the ski jump. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, let's figure this out on the slopes. You kind of slept on that opportunity. That's how you you should have solved it. I feel like he, yeah, I feel like that that guy's dad probably has some Shooter McGavin vibes. <laughs> 100%. You needed to defeat them. But so now, yeah. like, you guys have to train in Sylvania. That's where you are right, right now, right? Do you just live there? <laughs> Pretty much, man. I don't know. Like, how is it? I mean, I'm 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 sitting here in a onesie, like alone in an apartment. So, um, <laughs> I think most people don't even know where Slovenia is. It's a it's like a pretty perfect location for us. We got uh, a bunch of facilities around us, really close by, and it's also like you drive 40 minutes one way, and you're at the Austrian border. 40 minutes the other way, and it's mm. Italian border, and then the other way is the Croatian border. So we can go like. We can go from the like Croatian beach to the Austrian Alps in two hours. That's sick. Wow. I mean, do you do, do you do that, or are you just training all the time? I mean, in this when we're here in the summertime, yeah, we take like day trips down to the coast and stuff like that, or yeah, have like training camps, uh, like a nice seaside. Bringing the bowl of condoms. Yeah, that sounds sick. Yeah. That's what's they, up. Wait, so mm. wait, what time? What what time is it over there? It's. Uh, seven fifty-two p.m. So you're getting you're getting ready for a long winter's nap. Yeah, I'm getting ready to hibernate right now. <laughs> what was your first? What was it like going to the Olympics for the very first time? Was that 2009? 2010. And it was 2010. In, you were a strapping young in lad. Vancouver, so it was a home a home games. So that was oh home turf turf whole different oh, job. Oh, 2010. 2010. You're 18. You're, go, you're going into Obama the Obama president. Oh, yeah, but that doesn't that doesn't matter over up there. I'm just setting the scene. Yeah. Okay. But you know, who was the prime minister of Canada at the time? No way of knowing. But that's I mean, you don't know. <laughs> it's 2010. <laughs> you're 18. Uh, you're you're going to the Olympics uh, for the first time. You know, everybody's uh, you know they've got their uh, American Apparel hoodies on, and they've you know they're listening to uh, uh -huh. damn uh, Passion Pit. And you know, <laughs> you know, you're you feel you're feeling you know, you're feeling good. That's I mean, that's got to be a that's got to be a great. They're time. listening to girl talk, passion pit. Yeah. You know right? It's girl talk. The song that I remember from that Olympics was uh, Bedrock. Oh, yes. oh my God! I'm at the W, but I can meet you in the lobby. Girl, I gotta wash <laughs> exactly. my back because I'm not just anybody. Oh. That Nicki Minaj said she's gonna put her pussy on your sideburns. You know, you got you got Tiger. Tiger goes. <laughs> uh, she's watching that oxygen. I'm watching ESPN. <laughs> Ooh, baby. I'm do you, a do like you listen blue. to music when you jump? Baby. No. I wanna spend. You don't it like all you, you guys don't listen to music to pump baby. up. I mean, before I go, sure. What are you listening to? Um, I'm listening to like. Mostly just shit that annoys my teammates. Oh, you're mostly listening to shit that? that annoys your teammates. Is that is that what you said? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not the guy that gets uh, 
gets like uh, Bluetooth privileges in the van. <laughs> like, what are you? What are you throwing on in the in the in the van? On Ox? I want to know the pump up mix. I'm I'm listening to music with guitars, and that's not allowed. So, oh, they don't they don't like guitar guitar music. Oh wow. No, they're they're like younger guys. They like uh, you know, they're they're listening to, you know, a hundred gex. <laughs> I'm really trying to do can. some jumps. They're listening. They're to trying to, they're trying to listen to to hip hop, right? Yeah, you know? absolutely. And you're they're getting they're getting hyped up to hip hop. You want to listen to guitar music, and they're they're having none of that. They don't want they don't want to hear rock and roll. Yeah. Damn. What we what like when you say when you say that you're playing. <laughs> you you're the old guy on the team now? Yeah. So is it uh when you you're playing shit that's uh, that's annoying them is this this is stuff that you're you're playing to like annoy them on on purpose? Like depends on the day, but sometimes. Like like what kind of what kind of songs? If I'm listening to what I'm like normally listening to, I I just immediately would turn it off when other people got in the car. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know what, Brandon? Let's go to a quick ad break and we'll come right back. Yes, okay, we'll be right back. All right, we're back, folks. Oh, wow. Oh. What are those? Some Sylvadian yeah, waters? The, 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 the beverage is going. This is uh, the white peach flavored water. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, we're back. We're back. We're, we're, uh, we're looking at this uh, Sylvanian flavored water. What's the other this one? This is the... Uh, Bajga Limon Sensation. Ooh. What's that? Ooh. Oh, Sensation brand. Sensation brand. Yeah. Ooh, I hear the... Ooh. F- okay. Ooh. It's like a 40 ounce. Yeah. Oh, that looks that looks real nice. How long have you been living in Slovenia? Well, we, uh, we kind of relocated here when we got um, Slovenian coaches. We started spending more and more time here. And that was... Uh, our coach was hired in 2013. Oh, oh, you've been there for a long time. Yeah, yeah. So this is like this is my second home. All right, Mackenzie, I want to talk more about Beijing. I mean, like it seemed like a confusing process. Where was it like? What was it like dealing with all of the COVID restrictions? And I feel like they were like shuttling you around. Like, did everything? I'm sure it didn't go smoothly all the time. Yeah, there was one night where I uh, we had training and I um, stayed behind because the bus schedule said there were buses leaving every 15 minutes until 1 a.m. And this was late night. We had like finished around 10.45 p.m. And I worked on my skis until about 11.30. And then I like went outside and there was not a single person there. Like they shut oh, the whole fuck. thing where- down. And you, where were you? I was at the ski jump in Beijing, like in the, at the. Is it the power plant one? It's like the one that looks like a big spaceship. Oh shit! Jeez. Okay, and they just left you there. (laughs) Well, I guess they like stopped transportation at eleven thirty or something, and I just I I missed the last bus, I guess, by like half an hour, and so everybody had gone home. All the volunteers had left. Oh fuck. There was nobody there. So I started walking. To, I like walked towards where I thought the bus was because I was like, oh, yeah, cool. I like looked down at my phone. Also, it was like minus 27 degrees Celsius. So it, like. Oh, Jesus Christ. Insane. In, is your phone? Does your phone work in China? It was struggling. Like it was I had a I have like a I had a Chinese SIM card. Okay. 
was good that way, but it was like my phone was freezing cold. And uh, I walked to the where the buses were. There was just a, a police car. And I was like, okay, I'll just talk to these Chinese policemen. Uh-huh. And they'll help me, I guess. But they didn't speak any English. And we were communicating via like a phone uh, voice to translate. like phone. Oh, God. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this cop basically told me that his car was like out of service and he couldn't, uh, this is just what the phone was telling me. And um, there was nobody that he knew that could help me. And I had to like walk basically. Did you have your skis? No, I like I left my skis at the hill. Like we leave. Our, Cause I was gonna say, aren't they like 20 feet long or something yeah, insane? They're 20 feet long. They're, they're big but you're boys. stomping around in a, in the, in the, in the suit. Were you in your, were you in the skin tight, like, onesie no no skin tight onesie at that time I, I had like i had a warm jacket but i didn't have really that i wasn't dressed warm enough for minus 27 so you had to walk home no i didn't have to walk home there like i ended up having to walk down to the bottom of the hill which took a really long time and then there was only one person working like one volunteer one actually wasn't volunteer one one police officer working in this little office and he luckily spoke like just enough English to understand what situation I was in. And he oh, immediately man. got on the phone with like the Chinese Olympic committee to like try to figure out uh, like a shuttle bus for me. And I like warmed up for a little bit in there. And obviously the whole time I'm like, I there are people that I can call. Like I have like an emergency contact list of Canadian Olympic committee, like transportation people people who are like you know they're there to help the athletes so i'm talking on the phone with these people and they're like well this is fucked like you're you're screwed i don't know what to do they're trying to help me but uh this this one police officer this chinese guy was was pretty helpful because he let me into his office let me charge my phone for a bit but i ended up having to wait there for like another two hours and then when i did eventually get onto the bus it was like two in the morning and I'd been waiting outside. I didn't have gloves on. Like I was freezing cold, oh, no. doing my workouts, trying to stay warm in the cold. And then I got on the bus, got back to the village. Bus driver drops me off. And then I realized that the entrance to the village is also closed. Oh, God. And yeah, so I didn't have any way to get in. I was like looking at the Canada building through a fence. Oh, At like 2.30 in the morning when I'm trying to like compete at the Olympics. And uh yeah, there were there were uh, Canadians there to help me. Like they they came and met me at the fence. One of this one lady brought me like a cup of tea. <laughs> I had like it was like already in the in the about like I don't know two hundred feet. She walked with this cup of tea, and by the time it got to me, it was already cold. What time? Oh, what time did you have to compete that day? Uh, the next the next day, I had to jump at like noon. Jesus Christ. Okay. But yeah. then from there, I, I sat, I like stood in this fenced off area that was just for buses for another two and a half hours. No. Yeah. Oh, man. It was just like the, the process of getting, like making things happen in China is a little bit more difficult. Like the, there was nobody from Canada that could just come in and be like, no, he's with us. It's fine. There was like a whole. Oh, man. So the people there. You weren't on the list. Yeah. I don't know. That's crazy. Uh, that stinks. How'd, they, how'd you finally get in? Like the head of the Canadian Olympic Committee for that, he was like, the, I don't know, they told me he was the big boss, had to talk to a bunch of different people. And it was just a long process. And I, at one point I had to sit 
in this little like a uh, like a trailer that mm-hmm. only had heat coming down from like I had to I was sitting on a chair in the middle of this box where heat was coming down directly above me and um Rough. when I I asked I asked one of the security guards who spoke no English whatsoever if I if there was like a washroom that I could use because I like I don't know what the rules are I can't just like pee outside it's like Oh yeah. There's a thousand cameras all the way around me. And if I jump the fence, I was like, I was losing my mind. I was telling these people who worked for the Canadian Olympic Committee, I was like, I'm gonna jump the fence right now. I'm gonna jump the fence. They're like, you're gonna get arrested. You can't jump the fence. Like, I know you're like not happy about this. And I was like, Yep, yeah, okay. I don't You pee once you're in Chinese jail. Yeah. Right. Well, don't they have like the social currency thing too? Yeah. Well, and like uh, facial facial recognition, you're getting points docked oof. if they see you pissing. Exactly. So I ended up, he, he let me into a, a like a, a bathroom facility and it was just like, I don't know how to describe it, like uh, gigantic urns of piss. <laughs> <laughs> like pots? Yeah, like big giant pots that were filled with bags. <laughs> bag? Like bag pee? No, like it was, there was a bag inside of a gigantic jar just sitting on the floor and that was the urinal. Oh, and that's where you like, would, oh. So like, oh, wow. am I safe to assume they're going to like zip up the bag, like tie up the bag, like a garbage bag eventually and then like swing it over their shoulder and carry the pee somewhere later? Yeah, I don't know if they're allowed to put it over their shoulder, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Maybe because it like freezes or I don't know. I've never heard of a pee bag like that. Yeah, it was bizarre, but. Uh... Wait, and how are you asking to pee? Like, because he didn't speak any English. Like, what were you, how are you trying to communicate that? So the, the, the people that were trying to help me, the, the Canadians that were there, were standing on the other side of the fence with, they had like a Chinese interpreter, or not interpreter, but they had like a, a Chinese person with them communicating to these security guards who, like the security guards weren't, didn't know anything about the Olympic rules. They were just doing their job. Yeah. And, um... Yeah. If you're asking, oh, asking for help from someone, you basically first have to f- figure out if they speak English. And then if they speak English, chances are there's like 10 levels of, 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 you know, of power that they have to go up in order to actually make something happen. So that just... Oh, just like the bureaucracy. Yeah. So it just took a lot of time. And then I eventually got to, I was able to, they, they like opened the sliding gate really slowly. Oh. And they were like, I guess you just go outside and you have to run to the other entrance, but you have to have like an escort. Uh, a piss escort. Yeah, no, to get to get back into my like bedroom or whatever. I, oh, you were oh, finally right. allowed in. Okay. After, I, after I was finally allowed out, the security guards had to like chauffeur me to the other entrance, but I was so cold and so pissed off that I just started sprinting and they couldn't keep <laughs> couldn't keep up with me jesus christ so you finally got like running behind me down this road and it was the only time i was like outside of the little bubble and this is at like 4 a.m now this this is 4 a.m yeah this is 4 a.m and in eight hours you have to go compete in the olympics after after like uh going through this this uh psychological warfare yeah yeah so Jesus what, Christ! You finally get to what time? You finally fall asleep. I get, I get, I get into the village around four thirty and meet with this like boss of Canada, and he walks me back and he's like, "Well, I'm just like, 
glad that you're okay and that you didn't get like in any trouble or anything. And I was like, well, if I was mic'd up for that entire thing, I would definitely be in jail right now. <laughs> you were saying all sorts of stuff. I was, I was going off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then yeah, I, got, I, got, I got to sleep at like five. How many five. hours did you get? Or no, I didn't get to sleep at five. I got, I got into my room at five. And then I, there was a bit of a come down after that experience and then i basically jumped the next day on no sleep and i was oh, fuck. not a real human but you got and was that what round was that like was that just like the first day or it was like was that when you it was training for the oh, okay hell. but when i was walking back with the with this guy i was like so i shouldn't like be tweeting about this right <laughs> i shouldn't be like making yeah. jokes about this and he was like eh, i probably wouldn't yeah. <laughs> well, that's the weirdest thing about, um, like, I mean, I've followed you on Twitter. That's like how this podcast came to be. But seeing you like tweet um, while you're at the Olympics and also after winning was really funny because, I mean, I feel like the listeners can tell your personality. You are like making little jokes and like being really, I mean, you are sincere about winning, but the stuff you were posting from the Olympics was really unique and like, not how I'm used to Olympics, uh, Olympians talking about it, you know? You seem sort of, like, very casual and making little jokes, and I don't know, I thought... I'm just a guy, like, I just did do this weird thing. I just did, I just do this, I've just been doing this one weird thing for my whole life, I'm not, like... I know you're very casual about it. I don't know, I, there's, like, a lot, there's, like, a disconnect between, I don't know, I guess my identity as, like, a high-level high athlete. Oh yeah, you said. Oh, oh, you said winning a winning a medal is like kind of trippy. Tbh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and yeah, Twitter is brain poison. Also, I won a an Olympic medal today, so <laughs> finally, <laughs> finally I can get online for a sec is a treat. <laughs> the uh, the very first tweet I made after I like got my phone was uh, phone about to die. <laughs> Oh yeah, you said the Olympic has low key tri wizard tournament vibes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh hell Does yeah. Does it? I mean I mean are they they're all horny in that movie. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that part's true. Well, I, what I is mean, your I think it's funny oh, to compare ahead. anything to Harry Potter at this point. <laughs> oh, 100%. Um, what is like your other persona? You said there's like a separation between the Olympic version of you and like What's the norm? What's the non-Olympic Mackenzie like? What do you do besides this? I mean, I've just been like annoying online for my whole life. It seems like so. I don't really know. Olympic posting. Yeah, oh yeah, I you like follow. Even... You follow like all of the all of the guys. Yeah, some real shit. He's, he's like following. You're deep in there. You're following, like you're in the Olympics, following all of all of the pot about list guys and fucking. I'm seeing like pre miles. I'm seeing like. I'm seeing like some very specific accounts. I'm seeing hot, hot janitor. Yeah, I was on AKA Clyde. I was on, I, was I mean, no, no, no. That's I was on the pod with Miles at the Olympics. <laughs> oh my god! I did oh, the wow. golf. Pod. He got to you first at the Olympics. Fuck. Yeah, it's Patreon only though, so better, better go go head over to. They put an Olympian behind the paywall. Of course. <laughs> Jesus. No, yeah, you follow some. Oh, you follow Tom Green too. 
Hell yeah. Well, Canadian. Tom, Tom Green's Canadian a, a peaceful presence online now, though. Yeah. Hello, Canadian. I mean, what is, um, I don't know. I guess like it's funny talking to you about this because you're so casual. And I don't know, the, the Olympics is painted as like this, like the ultimate achievement, right? Which in, it, it is, but it, you're talking it, about it very casually. I guess, I mean, what is like, I don't think it's that interesting for me to be like, I've worked so hard my whole life. Like everybody says that. Like I have. Right. I've done that. I have like worked really hard to do this thing, but it's still like a bit goofy to me. Like ski jumping is, is a weird, like dedicate your life to. It's pretty pimp. I, I mean, I'm in Europe where the sport is huge and nobody sees it that way. So I've always kind of felt out of place where. Right. It's, I mean, I feel like you're surrounded by a lot of pretty self-serious folks. Um, I mean, I guess the like that's a, a big part of, you know, being being a like disciplined Olympic athlete. You you do have to like take it seriously, but uh, you know, I I feel like it's it's probably hard to like find like-minded folks in the in the Olympic Village if you're kind of a you know you're you're like a shit poster or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> Mackenzie, are you a single? Are you a single man? Or are you no, in a I'm relationship? Not. I'm not a single man. I'm in. Oh, okay, I'm in, a, I'm in a, a long-term, long-distance relationship. That uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Never mind. Never mind. Cancel what I was about to say. I was. She must be very. They must be very proud of you. Uh, yeah, I hope so. Okay. Never mind. I mean, you should still be. You know. I would still be cocky wearing the medal around. <laughs> if you were single, I was gonna say you should be wearing that out to the bars in Sylvania. Yeah, you know, letting them, letting, letting the females try it on. <laughs> <laughs> but you should do that anyway. You know, I'm sure. I'm sure there's there's folks who are. I mean, uh, well, you you said you said ski jumping is like a weird thing to dedicate your life too, but I, I feel like the, I guess like the wildest one is the biathlon, right? Is that, that's probably the, the wildest that, that was always something that as a, as a, an observer, uh, seems like the, the hardest skill to like cultivate over years. You have to get, well, yeah, you have to be really good at skiing and then also like shooting guns. It seems, yeah, it I seems like wild. So I went to a I went to a, a high school in Calgary that was like sports specific, like a, a sports school. And yeah. Oh wow. Oh, huh. All of the all of the like athletes were separated into their sports. Kind of like your homeroom was like sports that were similar. Oh, what? Wait. Okay. I'm I'm very interested in sports high school. We're just like yeah, me everyone... too. No wonder you think this is normal. It's all jocks. <laughs> You're bored by this stuff because you've. Your entire life has been weird. Oh, it's a sports high. <laughs> I was gonna say that I was like, I was in this homeroom class with the biathletes, and now Whoa. I was at the Olympics with the same ones. Like the guys who I was in high school with were at the Olympics with me. So, oh, wow. are there are there like hierarchies in that yeah. high school in the same way that a public school is? Like, are there jock? Are there still jocks and nerds? Oh, even though everybody's a jock, I I think there. I was surprised with how sports school was i was kind of like intimidated to go there at the beginning right I, kind of, I assumed that i was like everybody's going to be a jock but it, they most of them aren't they're just focused on their own thing like do different 
do different like sports, Olympic sports have beefs with each other? I think so. Yeah, I think. Really? Yeah, there's a, a well. Like who who do who do ski jumpers not like? Oh Jesus! Or vice versa. <laughs> uh, not you, of course. Not you, of of course. But some ski jumpers, you know. I think there are like some slights made against uh, judged sports. Hmm. Okay. Like somebody who's in a sport where like the first person that crosses the finish line, it's like kind of like a winter summer thing where the like the summer Olympics are a little bit more clear cut. There's no like judging or not as much judging. Maybe. So I so ice skaters, you're saying. And freestyle. Yeah, that those kinds of sports maybe like get hated on a little bit more by uh the people who are in sports that aren't judged, but my sport's judged and like I don't know. Is it? Yeah, I wasn't sure. Is it it's not judged or it's judged is like quality of jump, not like distance or It's like a you get a what are the style score and a distance score, but it's generally not like questionable at all. What it, Okay, another kind of pivoting, but another thing I've been wanting to ask is like what what about the Olympics do people like not realize? Because um, I, I don't know. I've realized like I have this clear cut image of my mind of like the stereotypical Olympics and you're kind of shattering it for me right now. Like what is it that people don't know? Like what are you doing there that surprises people, I guess? Like what's your day-to-day like? For everybody at the Olympics, their, their day-to-day is focused on being at their best when they have to compete. So like, so what is that like? Like, what are you eating? Like my day, I want my day is structured so that I, for one, am like not going crazy, and like making sure that my body and mind are you know able to do the thing when I'm called upon. So what does that involve? Like, what's your what's your breakfast schedule? I want to I want to learn. So for like what I the way I said it to like my teammates because I, I was the only one who had been to the Olympics before. And so I was like, okay, from what I know, like, no matter what happens in the first two days, you're going to be fucking nuts. Like, it's just like, you're getting so much information, like, okay, here's your bedroom. Here's all this stuff you need to wear. Here's when you need to wear it, blah, 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 blah. It's like a lot of, a lot of stuff to like process. And then you're trying to figure out, you're also like jet lagged, which I think is uh, probably something that's not talked about enough. Uh, with Oh, dude. I mean, that must make it so shitty. Yeah. I have trouble like just going on vacation with that level of jet lag. Yeah, so like a you know a nine hour time difference from wherever you're you're normally are is huge. Um, so you're trying to like I was trying to figure out my like eating and sleep schedule. Like when am I going to be? When am I trying to sleep? Not when am I tired, but when am I trying to sleep for when I'm competing? When am I trying to eat? And then you just have to basically figure out when you're going to be going to the gym. And then that's like the whole existence there is just like figuring out when is the right time to be doing everything and like making sure that you're, you know, staying chill. Like when you stayed up till 6 a.m. when you got stuck. Yeah, that threw a wrench in my plans. (laughs) I'm like, I don't even know if this is like a podcasting question. I just want to know for selfish reasons, like you wake up on, I don't know, like one or two hours of sleep or something. What's like the Olympic move right there like are you like what'd you eat and drink what was your strategy um my strategy was to pretend like i was normal okay and that last like i don't know 30 minutes and then i was i was a nightmare <laughs> like that day just didn't that was a write-off like i was i was uh 
I like met a couple people for the first time and I was like, just so rude to people. Like just, <laughs> it was the worst. I don't know. Man. What were you, what'd you eat? What'd you consume upon waking up? Yeah. A lot of the athletes were complaining about the food at this Olympics, which. Oh, I guess you didn't have many choice. Oh, yeah. no, you're basically, you're eating at the same buffet every single day, every single meal of every day. Ooh, what's on the menu? There's like a lot of, I mean, what, after, after how many days at the same buffet, does it really matter what's on the menu? Like, it's all the same. <laughs> I mean, are they serving like, like egg dish? It, is it Chinese food? It's mostly Chinese food. Yeah. Like Chinese breakfast. Yeah, I didn't even go to the dining hall for breakfast once the whole time I was there. Oh, Siri, so you're going no breakfast. I'm going like intermittent I'm going, fasting. I'm going try to sleep in as late as I can because I have to compete at like 8 p.m. Oh, so you're mis you're missing breakfast, is what it is. Yeah, I would I would eat at the uh, the athlete lounge in the Canada building. So they had like okay. oatmeal and like protein bars and mm. coffee. Okay, okay, okay. One cool little trick I was doing was I was getting the coffee and using the protein, the vanilla flavored protein shake in the coffee. That was a, Oh, okay. Okay. I'm into that. Yeah. I'm right. into that. Kind of a move. That, you can, you can do that. You can do that at home. You can do that at home. Yeah. Folks, you can do that at home. Even if, even if you're, if you're not an Olympian, you can do this in your own life. We're just like you. <laughs> That's true. I am. It'd be so funny. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Brandon. Oh, no, no, no. You, you, you say what you were going to say. I was just saying that it would be really funny if, like, you guys were being served really, really shitty food, and then on, like, the last day you see, like, the Chinese team, they have, like, a fucking five-star restaurant buffet. <laughs> They're getting, like, substantially better shit. Yeah. Uh, They're giving you all, like, diarrhea food to make you guys lose. The, the, Chinese, the Chinese building where the Chinese athletes were staying was, like, across the sidewalk from the Canada building. And at one point, my uh, my coach was next to me, and he was like, "Hey, do you think there are any Chinese athletes actually living in there?" <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Yeah, were they yeah. all just at home? I, I, we didn't know, but um, I don't know. Everybody yeah. was just scared to talk about it. We gotta ask. We gotta ask Eileen Gu. I'm I'm liking uh, some of these. You you have I'm seeing some tweets that aren't even about uh, you know about what what you do and i am i'm appreciating them this is my my first time looking at looking at the account and you had tweeted, you had just tweeted was just told elmo was the main character of sesame street hero was thinking that the show had more of an ensemble cast <laughs> <laughs> that's a good that's a that's a good one man thank you yeah, this is yeah. I've I've uh, developed a bit of a niche personality online for, <laughs> in the ski jumping community, at least. Um, yeah, there aren't there aren't any ski jumpers that really use Twitter. So <laughs> most of my fan base is like like uh, Polish fans and stuff. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. This is a this is a good one that I I got to send this one to to Mr. Tim Robinson. There's a. Imagine an Olympic kit sponsored by Dan Flashes. The patterns would have to be pretty complicated. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, speak, speaking of, I was complimenting some, like, outfit you were wearing the other day. Was it was kind of like this velour Beijing Olympics top, and you told me that you've been collecting oh, yeah. all, oh, the, like, all the Olympic fits. Right here. Oh, you got a bunch of stuff oh, right there. Can we, can we see my some room, my Olympic room, like, drip? My room has never been more full of stuff. Um, oh, please. Can we get the tour? I know this is like, you know, kind of visual, but I'm going to do my best to describe. Oh, 
Okay. Oh my God, an Olympic bucket hat. This is where oh. I just oh wow the, uh, my pins. I got a little Pikachu one here that I got from oh, the look at that. gold gold medalist of the ski jumping event, Ryoyu Kobayashi. Shout out, Roy. Oh hell yeah! Are you guys like trading pins? Here's the little guy himself. Oh wow! Oh yeah, I saw you guys holding that. What is that? This is the Olympic mascot. Uh, <laughs> It's, oh, what he's, he's holding is like a cute. golden wreath with like a little panda guy in there. He's a little panda. What's his name? Bing Dwen Dwen. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Bing Dwen Dwen on the pod. Bing Dwen Dwen. I got the. Uh, I got this Finnish hat here. This is kind of. Oh. Oh. Oh my God, dude! Ooh. You need to send us like pic pictures of these after. Yeah, with the amount of stuff. Put in the description like or something. The amount of stuff that you're getting, like clothes-wise, at least in a country like oh. Canada and the U.S., um, my teammates and I were just like putting on. It was a costume every day. It was, that's the most one of the most fun parts. Like, are you talking about like the country giving you outfits, or is it like sponsors and things like that? No, like the country gives you Olympic clothing that you have to wear while you're there. You guys, your stuff looked pretty cool. There's been some Olympic fits that are trash, but yours, I liked them. Okay. Wow. Oh, Kazakhstan Olympic team? Oh, wow. Bro. We got ear flaps on this guy, too. Oh, oh. my God. These are some of the that's, strangest that's hats I've nice. ever seen. But don't worry, I got mitts to match here. Ooh. Oh, my God. Dude, I'm serious. Yeah, you're joking. Damn. I don't know if you're joking or not. But you were like, I'm trying to get rid of. I have too much stuff. I'm oh, trying to need, get rid of it. I'm gonna need, send you uh, my address. Yeah, we need some some photos because this is. We need we need the listeners at home to see. Okay, this is Romania. Oh, this is a Romanian oh, is swe sick. jacket sweatshirt, dude. This is so sick. Romanian sw sweater. We got oh, I got a Romanian vest here. Are you like trading with people to get these? Yeah. So most of this stuff that I got, like, I can show you more, I guess, but. Um, like, how are you acquiring this? I, I started trading more uh, significantly at the last Olympics in Korea in four years ago. And um, I got, like, a couple of very cool jackets that I'm really proud of. And <laughs> this time, I mostly traded because I couldn't fit all of my stuff into the bags at the airport. So I just went to, like, the people that were directly around me and asked and tried to trade them, like, a, like two for one. Got it. Or like a jacket for gloves. I'll give you like a hoodie and these pants for that jacket that'll like fit into my bag. <laughs> that is so sick. Whoa. Dude, you got to send some pictures. And also I want you to, I really want you to capture like where you have the, can you show me where the panda is sitting again? Because it is funny. Like it's kind of sitting near your bed on like a little like, side table. I mean, but Yeah, I have two beds in my room, but it's like sitting, I don't know if you can see. It's like not very ceremonial. It's right there. It's next. <laughs> what are those funny glasses? What? You have like the novelty, novelty glasses. <laughs> then you got little. Oh, he's like on your bed, or is that a table? It's like a bed next to across from my bed. This is very. You live. You have a very dorm esque lifestyle. This, was, right this is like a, a child's room. <laughs> <laughs> You're kind of dressed like a child too. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, no. I, I mean, like, the uh, the it's family rents us this apartment has like small kids. So they used to live in this like place. You are dressed like a kid on Christmas Eve. Yeah, that's that, yeah. Like you're being a bad boy, and Santa might not come because you're up too late. I know Santa. <laughs> you're trying to take a peek at Santa Claus. Santa that, that one very day. nice to me, despite me being a bad boy all these years.
<laughs> I mean, he gave you the medal. No, he gave that, that that Santa had nothing to do with that, Jack. Oh yeah, he earned that medal. You're saying I didn't earn all the presents? No, you earned it. You earned it. I take that <laughs> back. I'm sorry. Santa had nothing to do with it. Man, I'm really jealous of these fits. Are you be, are, like you guys becoming friends with the other teams? Or do you like ski jumpers probably all know each other at a certain point? Yeah. We know all the ski jumpers. Like you just like only hang out with ski jumpers? Not really. I mean, when I'm here, yeah, that's, yeah. Don't have much choice. I'm like close with the American, like I live with the American guys, train with the American guys. So we're like one team kind of. Right. I mean, I guess this is just like personal curiosity, but do you, are there, are there methods for training for your sport that don't involve being on the mountain? Like, are you able to do anything like, uh, and outside of like lifting weights, right? Like, yeah. I'm always curious with like winter sports. Are there like indoor versions of things, yeah. technology to do that type of thing? What does it entail? So there are lots of it, specific, like here in Slovenia, it's fun that we get to go to like the old gyms, like the, you know, like the, oh, like the old, like the gyms where there are like homemade rigs that guys, oh, wow, three years ago had made. Like this, <laughs> the, the sport here is like so ingrained in the tradition that like there, there are like, pieces of machinery that you you go into a gym and you're like, when is that from that? Oh no, that was like old Bogdan. He had this crazy idea and man, that's <laughs> like we've ever seen. Like, like what kind of stuff are we talking? Like springs and co bungee cords and like harnesses and all kinds of like, <laughs> basically something that will simulate the, the takeoff move as much as you can do. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was gonna say like what like what do you work out like jump when you're, when you're the ground, essentially. You're just trying to get your jump like you're because I don't even know how to like obviously I don't know what the fuck you do when you do a long ski jump, but are you like literally leaping LeBron James style like trying to? Yeah, we're trying to like push down off the end of the takeoff to get like you know power output and height. So you're you're doing a lot of like squats. Yeah. What does this involve? I do quite a few squats. One of the interesting ones is like a, a roller board, which is basically like a skateboard, like a wide skateboard where the um, you go you go down on this board and your coach catches you. Um, huh. Huh. I'm trying to imagine Whoa. this. So like like a trust fall. Imagine the 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 track of the ski jump. Uh huh. And your coach is standing at the takeoff, and instead of flying through the air, he just catches you. Wait, really? <laughs> That's what it's simulating. That's what the thing is simulating. You like go onto a roller board, you like push push onto this board and then like jump into your coach's arms. And that's like simulating. Oh, that's that's beautiful. <laughs> it's it looks pretty funny when we do it, for sure. Like uh Dude, is it like you have like a big dancing? coach? Yeah. Yeah, like pairs figure skating. Whoa. I feel like there's like an easier way to do that than like the coach catching you. Does he is he big? No. Is this like a big man? It depends on the guy. But there are some <laughs> that are too small and can't catch. <laughs> I'm I was like imagining like one of those like foam pits, you know? Yeah. Like like that something Rob Deerdeck would have. Fantasy. Factory. Like a foam pit you could jump into. Yeah. I should call him up and uh, see if he can do like a fantasy nitro nitro circus, maybe? No. Dude. Is that different? I'm sure if you wanted to get into the, you could easily get into the nitro circus. You would just need to be doing some kind of like sunny version of ski jumping. You'd have to like jump through a ring of fire into a, 
a foam pit that's in like a monster truck. They always have flatbed or something. Fire, hey. I feel like you got to involve fire. Unfortunately, you would have to do. You could probably like ski jump from the top of a stadium, like into the. I feel like they do the nitro circus in a stadium, right? Like a monster look, truck. If arena. you look up some of the old, like you can find the old ski jump pictures. They used to have them like scaffold, full scaffolding jumps on the top of buildings. Oh my god! In the middle of the city, oh, wow. like that's how they did it in like the 1940s or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like one of the most logical Olympic sports, jumping really far on skis. But I guess what I wasn't very eloquent in articulating before is like, it seems like a something that I don't know. Like how 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 do you just like begin that sport naturally? Like back in the day, you know. It seems like a very you you would have to be crazy to be like one of the first guys to start pursuing that sport. I mean, I guess you just see your friend do it and think I'm better than you. Like that's how and just like jump further. Everything starts. Yeah, I mean, I guess being a little kid makes sense. It's always been normal to you, so you probably don't have like this fear response. Yeah, there's no fear involved anymore. Really, that's insane. I'm more scared riding oh, yeah. up the chairlift than I am. <laughs> really? Are you? <laughs> Why? I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. You know, if you got, you you got your, your feet dangling, you know. Have you ever gotten seriously injured? Yeah, I've gotten like a number of concussions. I can't remember how many. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> uh, brutal. Yeah, like. Yeah. Uh, I've, bro- how do you- I've broken bones and stuff like that. Not Nothing like super serious. Broke my collarbone and like my arm a couple times. Uh, like how the fuck do you fall? Like, do you have like a, a strategy? I mean, the guys that fall often learn how to fall. Like if you, if you, you know, if you fall all the time, you get practice and you can like figure out how to save yourself. But I don't fall that often. How many times has it happened where you're like in the air and something goes wrong and you fall, like you, you realize midway, you're like, oh, I'm going to crash on the ground. Yeah, you should like, you should YouTube that. <laughs> <laughs> I will. You should watch some jumping crashes. It's a fun, fun but- pastime. Have you had any bad ones though? Yeah, I've, I've had like, like one time I, I just told this story, I was telling this story yesterday. I, I jumped without my bindings on because I was so jet lagged coming back from Japan when I was like 16. Oh no. Wait, so you just like your skis stayed behind and you just flew? Pretty much. Like I, <laughs> there's, the, there's two parts of our bindings that like there's the toe, toe piece and like the clip that goes into our boot. And so the yeah. it kind of comes off the ski, Ooh. but I just didn't use the back part. So my ski just like basically flew off as soon as I jumped. Oh, Jesus Christ. What happened? It was, it was pretty bad. Like I, I was, I was just leaving, like just pushing off to go. And my teammate was like, Hey, your, your clips are out. So I like was going down and I was like, was he fucking with me or was that real? I guess I could, I'm just going to oh say, I'm just going to go for it anyway. Like who knows? And then I like woke up in the ambulance and <laughs> Oh my God, oh, you don't even remember. I remember like, I remember realizing in the air, oh, he was telling the truth. <laughs> and then, and then co- come to you in an ambulance. Yeah. Wow. Brandon, have you seen his jumps before? Yeah, no. Right, I have pulled up right now. Oh, the best. Mackenzie Boyd Clothes Best Jumps compilation. I just want to see one of these. Ooh. This is, a, is this a young Mackenzie I'm looking at right here? Yeah, that's like 2016. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh shit! Yeah, this is. Oh man! Oh, the music! Ooh, some nice music! Hell yeah! Oh, beautiful! That's fucking insane! Yeah, holy shit! Oh my god! 
god, dude. I can't believe you talk about this casually. That is fucked. So you did that... <laughs> you did that and f didn't have your bindings on? You just flew down the mountain and <laughs> fucking crashed on the ground? Yeah, it was on like a, like a, a smaller one, but... Jesus Christ, dude. Oh my god. Damn. For a second your Ugh. your cursor was hovering over uh I dislike this. And I was like, Oh, you thought why, I was about to dislike you? his jump? <laughs> why are you disliking this? Sorry, man. This guy's Sorry, man. It's important for me to be honest. <laughs> Best jumps compilation. Oh god. I, oh dude, I've I've oh I've I searched Mackenzie Boyd clothes crash. Oh yeah, don't watch oh, that. Boy. Don't pull that one's really gonna... stupid. That one's actually funny because that was I got very seriously hurt, but uh, that was like a. Should we watch it? I mean, was it actually funny? I've never was, seen this. It's actually funny because a lot of people ask me about it, and I should have probably talked about it, but it's kind of embarrassing. Uh, Would you like to talk about it? Would you like to? Yeah, watch I don't it? care. It's uh. Ooh, this okay, is it. This wouldn't be it? traumatic right now. Horrible crash. What the hell? Hor Why does horrible crash have so many more views than best jumps? That's how it, that that's says, how it is. That, that's says, how, that says a lot. It says a lot about society. Okay, here it is. Oh, dude. Oh, my oh, God. No. Dude. Oh, fuck. That sucks, dude. <laughs> it wasn't... That's not that's not fun at all. It wasn't even a real jump. That's the funny part. What happened? Like the event was canceled because there was too much wind. So they built like a kicker on the landing hill. It wasn't even like a oh real Oh my event. god. What was the event? What was this event you were doing that this at? This was this was a, like a World Cup. Oh shit. Oh, it was a World Cup and the, like it was just crazy wind and so they were like we can't like jump but because the the crowd is here. There was like 50,000 people there. <laughs> They just peer pressured you? No, I peer pressured myself. I was like, okay. Oh god. Nobody got to give got to give them a show. Exactly. Yeah. So like everybody everybody was just kind of like sliding off this little bump and like waving to the crowd just kind of like formality <laughs> style and I was like, fuck that. I like hiked up way far, <laughs> way far to get more oh, sweet. Oh man. I just like totally blew it. <laughs> well, that's oh, god, a, that, yeah, that's you know, you're doing that. You're a man of the people for that. Yeah, I was just trying to put on a show, I guess. Showboating. Well, what injuries did you sustain? I broke my collarbone and got a concussion. Oh, bro. I was like done for the season. I have a broken collarbone as well. We're brothers. It's kind of very similar, you know? Yeah. Me and you are similar in that in a lot when of ways. You do it. Uh, I crashed a moped while it was going like five miles per hour. <laughs> so it's pretty pretty similar. Pretty similar circumstances. Yeah, you know. We're the same, I Damn. Wow. Do you have a plate? Do you have a plate in there or do you let it heal naturally? Naturally. Still got a big bump. Oh, you have that like big ball probably? Yeah. It's just like this permanently. Ugh. Yeah, I got the surgery. Brandon, if you break your collarbone and like you have an option to get a surgery with a plate mm -hmm. or you can let it just like, this baffled me. They're like, oh, or you could just let it do its thing. And I was like, what happens if you let it do its thing? And they're like, oh, bone will just grow. And sometimes there will be like a ball. And then I met this guy who's like, oh, oh dude, whoa. don't be a pussy. Like, like I just let it grow, grow back and I'm fine. Check it out. And he showed me. And he had like a baseball basically sticking out of his shoulder. Oh, jeez. Of like bone. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Get the surgery. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sucked either way, though. Yeah. God I'm surprised damn. you let it grow back naturally as an athlete. 
I mean, they just told me that was the best thing to do. I wasn't really making those decisions at the time. Oh, damn. Sports school? Sports <laughs> <laughs> school. Sports school pre-pressured you. Yeah, yeah this, this is... Oh, we kind of... We kind of slept on the sports schools topic. I'm surprised we didn't. Oh, yeah. I mean, what are what are the is there a Well, the thing is like I feel like it's not it's not all it's jocks not, because it's all it's all people that are nerds for sports. So they're nerds for sports. Yeah. Right? So it's like these are very disciplined, well-behaved folks. Like a jock, I feel like a true jock is like a guy who like plays he plays football in high school but he's drinking beer on the weekends and he's you know being nasty acting nasty and i feel like these yep. these people aren't act, acting nasty right i was i was probably closer to a true jock in high school than i would like to admit mm. or at least i may, maybe pretended to be sure when i when I, I went i went to the school when i was 14 and i remember going to the, when i when i first started going there i said to my mom i was like I bet gym class is going to be like cool. <laughs> is like it's going to be different than normal school. Right. Same. Like it was just the same as regular school. All these people like only specialize in their own thing and just suck at everything else. Right. Were you guys playing dodgeball and shit? <laughs> yeah. Snowballs. Yeah. Right. Did you ever play snowballs or like I feel like every gym game was like something my specific teacher just made up that morning. <laughs> you know. I don't know what's. I don't know about snowballs. Snowballs was like. We played snowballs. It was like a thousand little, like soft, like yarn balls almost, and you played like dodgeball with like a thousand of them, and they didn't hurt. They're like, oh, I don't know about that. It was a terrible game. Sounds like some t- some kind of like safety. Uh, yeah, it was like a a, a sissy, yeah, a sissy sport. Sounds yeah. like a real participation trophy kind yeah, of sport. Yeah, participation trophy, safe space. I have a lot Sounds of participation um, ribbons in my. Possession. What were you guys playing? And also, you know, was this an all male school? Yeah, was Jack went. Co-ed? Jack went to pussy school. I did go to. Yeah, <laughs> for college. Not like, that was my major. Not, I no, majored no, no, in pussy. Not, no, wait, no, no, no. I meant pussy. Like you're I'm, a pussy. I, no, I didn't mean like you, the getting I went pussy. To pussy school. I no, all no, about no, it. no. Oh no, fuck. Oh, I have a pussy degree. No, 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 no. Brandon has a dude, zero pussy this, IQ. This, dude, edit this. <laughs> fuck. Oh no. I got my doctorate. What have you done? Oh no! I still have the pussy pussy energy drink sitting right over there. Oh, true. Oh yeah, here's my degree. Oh yeah, crack crack one of those. Oh, look at that. Whoa! I even have the I heart pussy tattoo. Oh, that's cool. That's that's pretty cool, man. I like. Oh, this um, is. Well, okay. I do want to say. <laughs> I do want to just read. One more, uh, like, mid-Olympics McKenzie tweet that is not about the Olympics. Please do. This one just says, I, I'm, loving, I'm loving the account. This is my first time on the account. And you said, Bard and Lisa are both radical but in different ways, <laughs> which is so true. <laughs> I mean, the, these are tweets that, like, I would, uh, you know, if you weren't an Olympian, I, I'd, you know, I wouldn't think twice, but... Knowing that an Olympian is tweeting this stuff, it, it you know it's, it feels good. I know it's kind of funny that you're like training for this insane sport while thinking these up. <laughs> is it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's 
You're way. You common. are way too like. You guys have. No, you guys have. You guys are online as well. It's not that. T- I would trade places with you, with the, at the drop of a hat, to be able to be a ski jumper. Although at the same time, though, I do like we were talking about before. I think like f- football, basketball, easy to explain, easy to understand. You're a pro. You're a pro basketball player. I mean, game over. It's like, oh yeah, you could watch me on the TV, like. I could shoot a basketball right now really good in front of you. Ski jumping, like, even to flex on people, it's, like, a little hard to explain. You can't, like... No, most people... You can't prove yourself, like, right there. You'd be like, well, we'd have to go to a jump. The nearest one is a 12-hour flight, you know, but you could look it up on YouTube. It's the, the funny cliche we have with ski jumpers, especially from North America, is, like, we get asked how many flips we can do. <laughs> Oh yeah, they think you're a freestyle. Uh, Every everybody was always just like, so you do the one with flips, right? <laughs> Actually, let me stop you right there. <laughs> I don't oh, do man. any flips at all. And they're like, Well, your sport sounds stupid. <laughs> <laughs> do you do like do you do skiing for fun still, or is it like work at this point? Like, do you go and just shred? I'm just too much of a nut that I'm gonna hurt myself if I go. Like, I don't, That's a good point. Yeah, I'm like I'm like a risk taker. I want, when I go skiing, I want to like, you know, I want to push it a bit. And now I'm like old and probably break myself if I try to jump off cliffs or anything. Yeah, are the ski too scary? It's completely unrelated. But are the are the jumps all the same size, or are they like do they vary? Are you jumping like an Olympic standard jump? At the Olympics, it's like pretty standard. There are two sizes. But then uh, other times in the year, we jump like bigger ones. What's the biggest one you've ever done? The biggest one is like, I guess, the, the Olympic one, the big one at the Olympics would be like 125 meter. And uh, the biggest one in the world is like a 240 meter. Where's that? There's like, the, once you get into the 200 range, it's called ski flying, actually. Oh, shit. <laughs> mm. There's only like four or five of them in the world and you can only jump them like during like a sanctioned event. So there's no like training on them or anything. You can't just go go up. And you've done this before? Every year, yeah. Every year. This is like a different, and this is competitive. Yeah, it would be like oh my God. a regular ski, it's like a part of the regular ski jumping World Cup calendar, but it would be like ski flying event. I'm like pulling these up right now on YouTube. Maybe I just need to do this later. <laughs> That's insane. I mean, like, it's pretty easy to find like world records or whatever and stuff like that, like longest jumps ever. But um, yeah, that's like, I guess that would be part one of the main reasons why I still do it, why I've continued to do it, because you only get this one opportunity every year to go ski flying. And so, you know, if you're lucky, you can take like six to 10 jumps on the ski, like the biggest hills in the world every year. And then you have to wait a whole year to do it again. So. Yeah. That's, I guess you can't just do this on your own. No. And like, you have to, you also have to like be prepared. Like you can't, you know, it's a technical sport. So it's pretty up and down as far as performance. So if you show up to a ski flying event, like, and you're not ready, then you have like no chance. So you have to be like, you know, on your shit. Yeah. Is this? Do you think this was your last Olympics? I don't know. Or do you think there might be one more in in you? I don't know how old people compete in the ski jumping world. There's one Japanese guy who's like fifty, 
52. Oh, shit. Oh, that's cool. He's still going. He says he wants to compete till he's 60. That's insane. Hell so yeah. do you want to keep doing it at the Olympic level? Um, I don't know. I'm like, I'm still kind of processing like winning a medal. I, I had like no expectations of getting a, an Olympic medal. So like this is a complete surprise. So I, I don't know what this means for like ski jumping in Canada in the future or my role in ski jumping in Canada, but. Well, you could, I mean, now that you have the medal, you, you did it, you know, you did, you did it, you got the medal, right? So you could pivot, you could pivot to something else. And, you know, I did always think that it was cool that Kurt Angle, after having won an Olympic medal, uh, pivoted to being in the WWE and he like brought it around all the time, you know, and, you know, he's in the ring with like, uh, you know, there's, I think there's, there's, I think Eugene once, he, I think he was in, in the ring with Eugene <laughs> at one point. <laughs> and this is the man who, who won, won an Olympic gold medal, you know? So. And now he's, and now he's wrestling with a guy who's pretending to be mentally retarded. Sure. And that's, that's, <laughs> that's, and that's awesome. Man. And you're suggesting a, a skiing <laughs> version of this for Mackenzie. <laughs> well, I, you know, you could. There's a lot of fun I mean, things you that you could do. Yeah, I mean, you should also hit up Drake. I feel like, you know, as a Canadian, you know, bring the Olympian around, you might be able to get in on the crew. Maybe get some OVO gear out of it. I don't, I don't know. know. I, would. I, don't know. I don't know if Drake's focusing on ski jumping, really. He's more, No, but, you know, he might want to wear the medal. He's more of a ball god. You should send him a picture of it and just say, I'll let you wear he it. Is more of a, he is more of a ball god. Yeah, more of a ball. <laughs> He's... He's courtside. Well, any final thoughts from you, Mackenzie, on winning winning your first medal? Um, any moments of clarity, things you've learned you want to leave our audience with? Trippy. Besides it being trippy? Yeah, low-key trippy. <laughs> I would say, like, the phone is not your friend. <laughs> okay. I, I got asked how I celebrate at the Olympics. I got in an interview, I got asked how I celebrated winning a medal. And I was like, uh, my teammates and I stared at our phones for like 24 hours straight. (laughs) 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 It was like a celebration. Um, I mean, to your, to be fair, was there much more to do than that in the COVID Beijing? I collect condoms. I don't know. (laughs) Use, use them, but you're in a relationship, you know? Yeah. I think I'll give you the pass on that one. I mean, unless you did that in previous Olympics. Uh, no, like it's, I mean, it's changing all the time. I wasn't, I wasn't on uh, Twitter in 2010 at my first Olympics. I was like in my friend's room listening to bedrock, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so one of your takeaways is your fo- the phone is not your friend. Anything else? Wisdom, uh, wisdom that you've learned. Dress warm. Just one. <laughs> Absolutely. Bedrock. Okay. Bedrock, great song. <laughs> well, Mackenzie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, man. Thanks for having me. Major major congratulations uh to you to you winning one for the first time. And uh, you know, it's a big win for Canada. Maybe they'll build build you a new jump. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, McKen- thank you and congrats, Mackenzie. And uh I want everybody to stream Bedrock. By Young Money. Uh, everybody stream Bedrock by Young mm. Money. Yeah, that's, that's Mackenzie's plug. All right, you guys said it. Thank uh, you for having me. Thank you.
Thanks so much for coming on.